0: welcome to park bench interviews hosted by randy goodman harvey Callis real estate your real estate professional get to know our community our businesses products and services that will elevate your life please welcome your hostess randy goodman it's randy here from harvey Callis real estate and i am honored to be here with sarah dimmerman who is a psychologist and an author, and we're going to learn a lot about her today. So thanks for being on, Sarah.
1: My pleasure.
0: Okay, perfect. So, Sarah, tell us a little bit about who is Sarah and what do you do?
1: <laughs> so, I wear different hats. Um, I say that primarily in my work career. I'm a psychologist and author, as you mentioned. Um, I've also recently become the radio show host of a new show called Help Me Sara, which is actually my brand name. Um, and that is uh, that airs every Monday, that's today, uh, at 3 p.m. on a station called Saga 960 AM. So okay. people who live in the Peel region can listen to it um, through their radio channels, but everybody else globally and community can listen um, on the internet at uh, Saga 960 AM. So uh, that's my career. And then aside from that, I'm a mom of uh, two grown daughters, one who is soon to be 21, and the other one is 28. Um, And I'm married, and I have two beautiful Siamese cats. So I try to juggle career and family and always made that a priority for me.
0: I love that. I love that. So what led you to do what you do, Sarah? I know, uh, you know, at some point in your young life, you would have decided that psychology was something you were passionate about. So, uh, Mm -hmm. but then it led to other things as well. So tell us a little bit about your journey.
1: Okay. Well, actually, I was born in South Africa. Uh, and came to Canada with my family. One of, I'm one of four siblings. I'm the oldest of four girls. Uh, we came with my parents, and then later my grandparents joined us. Uh, and we moved to Toronto in 1977, I believe. So that was many years ago. Yeah. I was 15 at the time. Um, and um, when I graduated high school and wanted to go to university, I actually first wanted to go into Speech and, speech and language pathology, because I, in South Africa, it's quite common to take speech and elocution lessons, um, and uh, decided against that for some reason or another. And actually, my undergraduate was in radio and television at Ryerson. So that's actually where my career started out, uh, was in broadcast. When I graduated in 1982, it was during a period of a financial recession, and it was very difficult to find work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I worked for a bit as a radio station uh, receptionist and did odd jobs here and there. Okay. But um, for some reason, I just thought as much as I loved specifically radio, actually, and writing, um, I didn't really love the whole media world. I didn't feel that it was really me. I wasn't authentic in it. Okay. Uh, at the time, I had just gotten married and had known my husband for five years before we got married. Um, I guess my boyfriend at the time. (laughs) Uh, And he encouraged me to continue or to consider a career in psychology because I think the reason I loved radio so much was because Mm -hmm. it gave me an opportunity to interview people as guests and get to know them. Mm -hmm. And looking back, my friends who I'm still in touch with from from when I was living in South Africa tell me that I was the person that they always used to come to with their problems. So I guess I was psychologist way before I became trained as one and so after graduating from Ryerson I actually went back to the University of Toronto and got my master's in assessment and counseling and then from there I worked at a couple of different agencies but within two years of graduating I opened up a private practice so I opened up my private practice in 1990 so it's uh, 30 years this year that I've been in private practice congratulations thank you (laughs) So I've always been in York Region. I'm very community-minded. Um, I started out in Thornhill for the last 29 years, and then last year left my location in Thornhill and moved five minutes away to Richmond Hill. So I'm still staying in York Region, and, and that's what I know and love best. Um, is And I'm very, as I said, very community-minded. So that's, that's kind of been my journey. And from there, um, as we mentioned, I've had the privilege of being able to publish five books. Um, three for parents and two for relationships, uh, for couples. Um, And then, you know, it seems like my life is going almost full circle again because um, I approached a radio station recently and talked to them about a Help Me Sara show, and so that started a couple of weeks ago. Um, And uh, I interview different mental health uh, professionals on various different topics. So last week I interviewed somebody on the psychology of trauma, um, this week, I'm interviewing somebody who's an author of a book called "We Don't Talk Anymore," all about estrangement within families. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an interview coming up about how to cope mentally and physically during a pandemic or a crisis. So I try to make them um, current, but also, of, you know, around topics that I know people really want to know about—not just for now, but, but forever.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's really important. And I love that you're putting out content because. People mm-hmm. are home and quite a few of them are trying to figure out what to do. And it's yeah. it's a great way to educate yourself and Absolutely. live healthier, whether it's physical, food, mental, whatever it is. Exactly. It's, it's really important for the holistic <laughs> body. Like the, whole,
1: the whole you, the body and mind. <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely
0: absolutely I love that so thank you for sharing that knowledge and you know continue to interview people and exactly. <laughs> and now you exactly. get to be showcased exactly exactly <laughs> probably, probably something you're not used to <laughs> <laughs> so sorry mm. I know you're involved in the community as well you love to give back can you tell us a little bit about what's important to you
1: well, when my kids were younger, I was always very involved in uh, parent councils and was was actually pregnant with my second child when I was the chair of, of a parent council. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, further to that, I actually worked in the community to be a founding member of the Eileen Willowbrook Ratepayers Association, which is in the east part of Thornhill. And that's still ongoing. I'm no longer associated with or part of that, um, but uh, worked with, with them for several years. In looking at different things in the community, whether it be a, a new railroad clock, uh, crossing or um, ideas that the town had that we would talk about as members and have a have a voice as a united mm-hmm. voice around issues, um, I then also there's a small parquet uh, near my home um, which was just um, lots of overgrown trees and bushes. Um, I got the town to get involved with that, and so we ultimately dedicated the parquet to uh, a gentleman who has since passed away, who was a Holocaust survivor by the name of Felix Apatowski. And so the park is named after him. Now I got the town involved in, um, partnering with a tree planting ceremony where we got the community members out, uh, along with Aaron Shapiro, who was the, um, which she have been at the time, uh, the, she, I'm not going to get her title right, but she was working with Markham. Um, She was the, would it be a counselor? Um, um, Anyway, it's not coming to me right now, but she was very involved with us at the time and we helped to plant trees and to make the pocket more livable. So at least now they have different picnic tables and they have areas that kids can, can uh, work around. So as I said, I've always been very community minded. And then, as I mentioned earlier, from a professional point of view, as you said, um, I have a, a very current website, helpmesara.com, and I populate that with new content all the time. So whether it be the weekly Help Me Sara show and previous to that a uh, podcast that I produce once a month in, in a very similar vein to what I'm doing now, uh, and also um, writing. So I've written for the uh, York Region Newspaper Group for about 40 years now. And continue to write for them online. Uh, the papers are very small right now, unfortunately, so not a lot of room for my columns there anymore. Um, but those things I don't get paid for are my podcasts, my blogs, my community writing. so as you said, content to me is really important mm-hmm. and i and even my books I've made sure that the books are on topics that I hear are of interest and concern to my clients all the time. Mm-hmm. So I feel very blessed and fortunate that I'm able to intertwine everything that I do in life so that I'm able to hear from my clients what they need and then write books about it. And, you know, so it's, it's they're all my columns. And, you know, my, my children, of course, have been a great source of inspiration over the years. People who have followed my columns have gotten to know my kids and gotten to know me because uh, I tend to be pretty transparent when needed. Okay. Um, I'm not. I'm not a very. I, I'm not the kind of therapist that just listens and doesn't talk. Right. So if there's something that has gone on in my life that I think is relevant and will help my client know that I understand what they're going through, I'll share that. And and I think okay. you know in my columns I do the same. I write about myself. I write about my cats. I write about my children with their permission, of course. Yes.
0: <laughs> um. So I, I, I give back in that way. I love that. I love that. And thank you for doing that. My pleasure. Can you tell us a little bit about, because, you know, we do have a little bit of a special circumstance going on in the world right now. Uh, How has it changed your business?
1: Well, um, you know, it's interesting because last year I had foot surgery and I was um, immobilized for three months. And at that time I started to provide telecounseling to my clients. So that's online counseling uh, through the telephone and through video. So most of the time I preferred uh, telephone counseling at that time because I was, as I said, immobile in bed, it was difficult to get up and get dressed. Uh, But occasionally, if I had a video counseling client, I would throw on a pashmina, and I would sit there with my nightgown underneath. Um, So that gave me at least um, an opportunity to really experiment with developing a very um, safe online platform from which to provide clients with video counseling. And so for me, it wasn't as big a leap Uh uh, when we had to go online because I would say 99% of my colleagues are seeing clients online, especially those who are in private practice. Uh Um, So yes, all of my counseling now is online, um, telephone and video counseling. I'd say that my practice is still about 75%. As full as it was when i was providing an in-office practice and and i think it's you know the the first week there were less people and every week it's grown because people at first said you know we'll wait till you come back to your office and then they realized that that may not be anytime soon so anytime that i've encouraged clients to at least try the video counseling um, they've actually been quite surprised at how effective it can be Mm -hmm. and how you can still Connect. The only the only problem has been for some clients is privacy. So some clients will speak to me or, or you know see me through the, while they're sitting in their cars. Um, right. You know they they can't go very far. So right. that's been the only limitation. Um, so that's how my practice has changed. I mean I am looking forward to to the day where I can go back to my office. There is something special about. Uh, being in person with people that you're counseling, but yes. for now it's it's a good option. and my my colleagues, my uh, my field has been just incredible in terms of putting out free content to therapists. I think most professions have done the same. Mm-hmm. Um, even myself, I'm actually offering um uh, a mom's support group for moms who are at home with kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had our first meeting. We're doing about once a month, so i had we had our first meeting. Last week, and I encouraged moms with young kids to join me and to talk about st- I talk about str- jugg- struggling with the juggling um, for a lot <laughs> of moms It's a, it's especially it 's for hard on all parents, but I find moms tend to be struggling a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, especially if they 're working from home so right. um, so that's that 's changed uh, a lot of helping a lot of a lot of people who were providing service for a fee. Uh, there's a, a, a center called the Leading Edge Seminars, you know, and I go to them about once a year for for professional development. And for yeah. s- several weeks, they were offering noontime seminars for therapists on all different topics with all different guests at no charge. So well, those kinds of things, I've I've really appreciated having the option to take part in.
0: Exactly, and mm-hmm. and and you're giving back the same way, right? Being exactly. able to share valuable information like we're doing here <laughs> and and
1: the mom support group I'm, I'm offering at no charge oh, nice. so that is that is another way for
0: me to give back okay perfect so um, when we're at the end which we're getting close to um you can share some websites and contact info and we will also definitely have it on the page for you guys so that you can find sarah easily and uh, tap into some of her great information so sarah do you have any tips or suggestions for people um, having to do with anything
1: well i think top of mind right now is just living through this pandemic it's something that none of us in our lifetimes, well, most of us have not experienced. Um, my, you know, my bottom line for everybody has been to really, and I know it sounds cliched, but just to really live one day at a time, mm-hmm. to not get into the what-if thinking or the catastrophic thinking uh, in regards to when will this end? How long will it be? Will we ever get back to normal? Mm-hmm. We all have those thoughts, but if we consumed by them it could make this time a lot more difficult and a lot more anxiety provoking Mm -hmm. so when i woke up this morning i was looking forward to talking to you i went down to my kitchen and i saw how beautiful the sunshine was Um, i i look at the birds outside my window i go for walks and i really try to enjoy um, simple pleasures one day at a time and i think that's how we need to manage this is one day at a time
0: I love that. That's a great suggestion Thank and it, it'll really help those people who, uh, you know, may have negative thoughts going through their head and just try to find those positive things in every single day. You right. know, even if they're little tiny things like going for a walk. <laughs> Getting and, so actually, fresh air.
1: and actually having said that on my Facebook page, my help me Sarah Facebook page for the first probably three weeks or so, every day I was coming up with, one small positive outcome of the pandemic, um, and now it's not as regular because I'm running out of things to say, but but I try and, and go on as much as possible, little things like, you know, not having to wait up until two o'clock for your teenager to come home from a party, uh, you know, things that, things that we might think about, but we, you know, I really trying to hone in on all of the positives, um, and so that's another place that people can go to, to just, reflect on some of the positives that we're experiencing
0: i love it thank you and yes we're definitely going to have the pages for you guys so you can find sarah and be able to tap into this info and share your info too share your uh, your contacts or your comments on sarah's page and you know let her know how she's making an impact on you so thank you sarah thank you uh, can you share any contact info that you'd like to share with us so that they can tap into everything that you're up to?
1: Sure. So uh, they can go to my site, which is helpmesara.com and Sara is without an H. Uh, so helpmesara.com. It's the same as my Twitter handle, my Facebook name um, and also saga960am.ca has um, archive podcasts of my show, as well as every Monday at three o'clock. Um, and if anybody wants to contact me, they can do so through my website, um, through my contact page, or they can call me at 416-729-4111. I love it.
0: Thank you so much, Sarah, for being with us and
1: sharing. Thank you so much. Continue the great work you're doing. Oh,
0: thank you. Thank you for listening to this interview hosted by Randy Goodman. We hope you will take action and connect with the incredible business people and leaders in our community. And remember, Randy is always here to answer any questions you have regarding your real estate needs. Be sure to register on the website and stay up to date on what's happening in your area at parkbench.com millpond.